Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Jordan Hennessy, and today, Louise Kingston from Inchdani Candles joins me. After studying at the University of Limerick, a little bit of teaching and a whole lot of travelling, Louise returned to her roots and made Inchdani her home with her partner John, six cats and a hive or two of bees. After moving into their new home, they wanted to make use of some old farm outbuildings and so Inchidani Candles was born. In this episode, we discussed the influence of childhood days spent in Inchidani on her products, opening a shop during a pandemic when others were doing the opposite, a mother's influence, dealing with the peaks and troughs of business and moving her business forward. You're very welcome to Cork Creative, Louise. Hi there, Jardine. Lovely to be here. Can you tell us a bit about your products for those who might not be familiar with them and, and how did you get started in it? I make candles, soap and a bunch of other little bits and pieces and I make them in Inchidani, where I'm from. So I use soy wax, which is a plant-based wax, and I use essential oils and some fragrance oils, but mainly essential oils. And I try and source, I suppose, a lot of the talent that I use is sourced locally. So you had Nina Coit Gilbert on here. She mm-hmm. actually was did the graphic design for me and the printing source locally, but the soy wax does have to come from the States because it's a plant-based mm-hmm. wax. So it's a bit awkward to get it but because it's not petroleum based it's supposed to be healthier it's supposed to be a better product to burn mm-hmm. so I wanted to try and do something that was a bit sustainable mm-hmm. and I started to make candles in a shed in Inchidani and the reason I got started was we lived overseas and were lucky enough to come home and John bought a house in Inchidani and with it came farm buildings that were too close to the house to be sold separately. Mm-hmm. Weren't going to become farmers. It was like, look at the, and they're gorgeous buildings. Like they're stone, they're freezing cold, they're damp, they're wet. But to look at them, they're absolutely beautiful. They're those old school, you know, there's a milking parlor and there's some sheds. So I kind of wanted to be self-employed. I was, it was about time that I like had a, a job job. So I started to make candles in the shed and I never, ever believed or wanted to have a shop. But that's what the pandemic threw up. Yeah. So I started only by making candles. It was, you know, I did some courses. I did an awful lot of research into it. I was kind of lucky straight away in that I grew up in Inchidani and I grew up in the old days in Inchidani where Mm -hmm. like thousands of people would descend from the city down for their holidays. Mm -hmm. I always knew like that everybody carried really special memories of Inchidani. Clannacilty people, Inchidani ourselves, like we love it down here. And we grew up with a bunch of neighbours. We were all kids. We loved Inchidani. Clannacilty people, West Cork people and Cork City people. So like every year you'd see the same people coming back and everybody was just filled with these joyful memories of being in Inchidani in the summer. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I could kind of tap into that little bit of nostalgia. And like when you think of it, there's very, well, there's nothing homemade made in Inchidani. I Mm -hmm. mean, there's nothing, there's no craft industry in Inchidani. There's me. But even in Clannacilty, like it was hard to get a homemade product back when I started. Now there's yeah. chocolate. There's always been black pudding. But you can go to a, to the markets and find bits and pieces. But like in shops, Clannacilty products, there wasn't beer at the time. Little Green Dot wasn't around at the time. It was kind of, and when people would say, what can you buy from Clannacilty? You'd be like, right, so pudding. <laughs> um, you know, and like and black pudding's great, but like there was no sort of novelty item. Yeah. And there was always the Potter Studios around Ross Moore and stuff like that. But just a sort of a take home gift in your hand. Very hard to get something. Mm-hmm. So 
I decided I'd do that. I'd tap into the nostalgia of Inchidani and that, uh, yeah, that I'd, I'd make candles. And then as time went on, I was like, right, candles are great, but you saturate a market. Mm-hmm. Something else to add to that, bars of soap. And then I was like, I'm just going to leave it at the bars of soap. Then as time went on, I just, uh, my own skill set improved a little bit and people mm-hmm. were looking for things to post. So I was like, okay, I'll add one more thing and I'll do drawer liners. And then if you're doing drawer liners, you might as well do sashes. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then. So I got lucky. I had sort of the brand and Nina Coit, who incidentally used to spend her summers in Inchidani yeah. and my sisters used to babysit her. She kind of got where I was coming from with the warm and fuzzies from mm. Inchidani. The scents were easy to come by because if you sit outside mommy and daddy's in August, there's nothing but the smell of honeysuckle. Mm. Walked down the Inchidani road from the old Emmet Hotel, having bought the night away. There used to be a really strong smell of blackberries from as you walked. And we used to walk over the shortcut where I now lived. Yeah. So that became the autumn hedgerow. The lemongrass and ginger, granted there was no ginger, but there was magnificent lemon meringue pie mm. and that lemony thing. And then the lavender, they'd always be the old French student that would come to work at Inchidani Hotel and they always smelt much better than the rest of us. And it was invariably lavender. <laughs> so as you go along, like it's easy to remember. And then the ocean scent, of course, it's yeah. sea salt, aloe vera. And that's, it's kind of like this salty smell, which obviously at the beach. So the scents were, you know, they, they really, really were easy to come up with because it's what you smell your whole life and me more so because I've lived here my whole life. You were talking there about that you use soy wax, is it? Soy wax, yeah. And why did you choose that as opposed to say like beeswax or? Well, beeswax is kind of, I've actually just started to work with beeswax. Mm. Beeswax is a lot harder to work with, mm-hmm. a lot more difficult to come by. And mm-hmm. we actually keep bees here. So I'm using Inchidani beeswax oh. for some of the few little, and they're absolutely gorgeous. But mm. beeswax is quite difficult to work with. And because mm. beeswax, well, I don't know if people know this, and it's not to frighten people from it because I am going to be selling beeswax candles, but beeswax to scent them would almost be a travesty because they already smell so beautiful because mm. they actually kind of smell just there's a very subtle smell of them mm. so to scent them I think would be wrong mm. and then it's harder to come by because it has to be naturally produced by bees and they're in trouble at mm. the moment and why else didn't I do it because soy, soy wax is it's in far more abundance and it's mm. actually a byproduct so it's it would be thrown away if it wasn't oh, okay. used yeah so it's a byproduct it's, soy is not grown for the wax mm. it's a byproduct of it mm-hmm. so it's, it's more sustainable but yeah you'd have to be careful with beeswax when you're working with it, because beeswax, as you know, was, you know, the honey lasts forever. There was wax found in the col- in the pyramids and stuff. Mm. If you put beeswax down your sink, it's built to last. So you'll end up in terrible trouble. So oh, yeah. you have to be really careful working with beeswax. Okay. And we got beeswax from mommy and daddy, our neighbours, and John has bees as well. And to clean it is an absolute nightmare. You have mm. to keep on cleaning it and straining it and straining it. And then you're like, you can't throw anything, obviously, down the sink, Thank even you. washing your hands. You have to be really careful. So I will have beeswax candles. They'll be tiny because beeswax, proper Irish beeswax is hard to come by. Mm. And believe me, Inchidani beeswax is extremely hard to come by. <laughs> and they're, they're absolutely beautiful, but you wouldn't go scenting them. They're yeah. perfect. The they're perfect they as, yeah. as the way they are. So it's kind of like yeah. going to be like a kind of a limited edition. So Inchidani yeah. beeswax. It's, Very good. it's almost a novelty. They're in the shape of a beehive. They're absolutely gorgeous. Mm. They're I, beautiful, I saw like. you put up a little thing and it was so yeah. it was dainty it and was pretty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Inside yeah. In this little, I got these silicone molds. It's the oh. most dainty thing you've mm. ever seen. Like, mm. but you'd want to keep it. They'd actually make gorgeous Christmas decorations. Yeah. But you'd have to be very careful putting them away because mice will eat wax. Oh. I know I put away Christmas decorations and finding them eaten the following year because I was like, I'm going to put these on my tree. They're the most beautiful things I've ever seen. But then you just have to be really careful putting them away. Interesting to know. (laughs) There you go. No, rodent husbandry. (laughs) 
So I suppose as like given you're such a local producer, how do you differentiate yourself from the the giants of the industry? Well, again, it's because they're made in Inchidani. Anybody mm. that buys one has either been to Inchidani, wants to come to Inchidani. And now, of course, with the hotel that's here at the moment, they've gotten engaged in Inchidani. They've gotten mm. married in Inchidani. They heard of Inchidani and it's beautiful. I make everything myself. And the amazing girls that work with me, there's Alex and there's Amy. Mm. Um, and I had Sylvia as well up until Christmas, which she was mainly selling, but they helped me package everything. I mean, it's really labor intensive, mm. but I make absolutely everything. So I suppose my unique selling point is that it's in Shidani. That's it. It's in Shidani. Mm. And it has to be finite because I can only produce so much. Mm-hmm. Mind you, if anybody wants to like hand them out at the Oscars, I can produce a lot more than I'm producing <laughs> at the moment, but I wouldn't ever sort of go after any major contract like in, yeah. I don't know, you know, in, in some huge chain yeah, because yeah. I, ca- I can't. And it would also, I suppose, probably lessen what I'm trying to do. Yes, you know, exactly. Like it's, yeah, exactly. So you're happy with your size and you're not trying to compete with the, the giants. Let them do their thing and you'll do your thing. Let them do their thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got about 25 to 30 people that I ho- that I wholesale to. So yeah. there's about 25 to 30 other shops selling these products on my behalf. But again, they're quite local. They're all Irish. They're mm. quite local. It was funny, actually, when I first went out to some shops in Kinsale, they were like, why would we sell stuff from Inchidani? I'm like, because... Because it's so close, but yeah. anyway, they weren't into it, but they got into it after a while. I mean, essentially people want things that sell. I, yeah, I, I'm happy. I could take on a bit more. I See, I opened a shop and I'm still trying to find my feet with mm. how busy or not busy I'll be with the shop. And retail throws up all sorts of stuff like December's crazy busy. January, I could make anybody candles. I could make candles for Harrods in January, <laughs> but I couldn't have done it in December. Yes. So yeah. it just, it just is sort of finding my feet because I am now retail myself as well as wholesaling mm. to okay. others okay and like just with the whole distribution there of your products like you distribute them throughout Munster Ireland up the country as well so do yeah. you plan to continue to grow your distribution or again it all depends on how the retail goes mm-hmm. like it just it, I, I have to make them I've got great help with the packaging but it's me that makes them mm-hmm. and I'd kind of like to keep it that way otherwise I'm going to have to try and find a facility mm-hmm. in which I could you know make them because there's there's problems with with making stuff in, in West Cork it's because it's damp mm-hmm. so like I, my labels used to go rusty if they were long enough on like this rust used to come off the aluminium tins yes but really small things yeah. the paper packaging yeah. swells because it's basically really damp here and I'm not climate controlled because that's a whole other area of I suppose, expense mm. that if I have to start climate controlling stuff. So, I mean, you know, it, it's pretty robust as I do it at the moment. Mm. Anything that isn't robust, I, you know, keep inside. But the cottage, there was a time here, oh my God, everywhere you looked, there'd be soap and candles, like you could barely move. And it was, you know, you think you're going to be self-employed and you'll be able to do what you want. And instead, like my home life also involved climbing over candles. I nearly went to work to avoid looking at the mess that I was leaving behind me at home. So, you know, you got to find the proper rhythm and stuff. Yeah. So I would love to, but it depends on how the retail goes. Yes. I've got a pretty good balance at the moment, but it only takes one shop to fall out. Yeah, exactly. One shop to fall out or... Madness. Remember when the Pope came to Ireland a few years ago? Mm-hmm. I had a shop in, in Dublin that literally was ordering hundreds of bars of soap. Oh my God. All of the time. And I think when the Pope came, loads of people, you see, it's really easy to bring soap home. Yes. It's light. Yeah. It's made here. The package is gorgeous. You know, it wasn't a very expensive present. You could put in five or six mm-hmm. bars of soap. No worries. But the amount of soap that I sold. So I like, based on that, was like, how am I going to make all the soap next year? But sure, the Pope didn't come back. <laughs> You'll, you'll need someone yeah. else, uh, some other big person to come. 
<laughs> exactly. Garth Brooks now. Maybe everybody oh, yeah. wants soap, the Garth Brooks. But I don't know why so much soap. I mean, it was literally hundreds of bars of soap every week for a few weeks. And like Gosh. I was producing that myself and I was like, soap, I've got to get up and make soap. <laughs> so I was making soap. There was soap all over the kitchen, soap around the television, soap, just soap everywhere. Because trying to make it in a, in a controlled environment, I'm, I'm going around with my... um. My isopropyl alcohol, rubbing alcohol spray all over the place. Anyway, as it turns out, they stopped ordering and then COVID came. So, okay. yeah, there was I had more problems than the Pope at that point. <laughs> but as you say, though, like the soap is a very easy, you know, present to give to someone, you know, or bring yeah. home with you. You know, and yeah. it's such a, it's the smell alone when you open the little box, it's like, it smells so and nice. And because they're handmade, a lot of times, like if you buy cheaper candles or whatever, it's only the top is scented or it's only the outside mm. of the soap. But this is mixed all the way through. I do it myself. So it's like, so it's all the way through. There'll be soap till the very last bit of, bit of suds, like mm. there's soap all the way through. Very good. If you put it in your knicker drawer or if you put it in your wardrobe, it's, see, 101 uses for soap. That's there it. <laughs> so obviously like being... In Shijani, the beach and ocean play a massive role in your brand from the name to, to actually one of the scents. What does the sea and the coast mean to you personally? I don't know. I don't know a whole pile of difference. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was a bit naive. I, I thought every beach would be like in Shijani. Do you know? Like, yeah. And it wasn't until I moved away for a while. or Actually, I went to the University of Limerick and the fact that there was no beach at all, like nobody had a car when I was in college. Mm. And you, it was just so daft. Like, mm. like, I've got cousins that can't swim and you're like, Really? Like, how come? Like, yeah. Now, not out of, of course, now everybody, again, is doing their sea swimming and their this, that and the other swimming. But I mean, we were flaked into the ocean at early in the morning and let come home very late at night. Huh. Uh, you know, it was... Wear them out. Uh, you, and, you know, yeah, exactly. And you'd always, I had a huge respect for it. I'm a bit half scared of the water because we've seen things happen yeah. in Chidani. We've seen things happen. So I would have huge respect for the water. But I mean... It's, it's, every, and like I say, we ended up coming home and lucky, luckily enough, John got, got this house mm-hmm. in, in Chidani and it's magnificent to be back here. And the smell, the smell is great. The sense of space. I see, I knew no difference. So I yes. thought every place would be like this. And then you'd move someplace and be like, but there's an awful lot of noise. Cars outside, like, you know, yeah. you're very naive. Mm. And you'd nearly go away with the fairies as well. Like, cause sure. There's no, like, you never met anybody in Inchitani, so if anybody said anything to you in a city, you'd be like, absent someone to talk to. Thank God I'm safe and back with nobody talking to me in Inchitani. And isn't it gas how when you go away, you kind of appreciate your home well, a lot more? Absolutely. Yeah. And we used to go to beaches. Like, you'd go to beaches and people would be like, it's the most beautiful beach you've ever Really? Yeah. Can I just say that I, you know, don't be trying to, to sell this to me because it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be realistic here. It's not great. But, you know, I, and that's it. And you'd be even Mediterranean beaches. Like, mm. I mean, they're so lucky that they get the, the heat. Mm. So they get beautiful sunsets. But if you take it out of context on a rainy day, you'd be like, it's no in Chidani. Mm, you, know, like, it. no, <laughs> you know, it isn't like yeah. no rocks. There's no sort of like even the agricultural land that sweeps down. And even like when you look over to Dunmore and the golf course, I don't know what the golf course is going to be now, but you know, it's a very mm. dramatic coastline. Mm, mm. Whereas like this flat Mediterranean, you'd be like, really? Hmm. I know. I mean, but the heat I'll take. I'll <laughs> take the heat now. I'll take the heat, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the heat. So if I could take a number of elements from places that I've lived in my time, yeah. I'd uh, take the heat. But uh, no, very lucky to come back. And it's just, it's great. It's lovely to being in Chidani it's lovely to be at home the water is just amazing and outside of the whole maritime influence what would your other influences be the need to make a living 
and let, let me just tell you for an awful lot of people that want to do that are creative I mean there is a huge part of it that like you have to do your books you have mm. to make it work there's lots of things that I'd love to have not that I'd love to have done but to pursue but I mean there's a bottom line at the end of the day yeah. things have to you're not doing anything for charity mm. you know you're not you're not doing it for, for the goodness of mankind you're doing it because you've got to pay us people mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you know, and then if if something isn't working you have to stop and it's how my shop came about I never ever 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 thought I'd be in retail yeah. but COVID meant that I, there's bills to pay there's also the headspace that it feels like you'd be so worried that you're going to be too busy, which mm. was where I was when the Pope came. But all of a sudden then there was no Pope nor like the businesses were closed. Yeah. Shops weren't taking anything. Now, online ordering did become a big thing for it. So some shops, I, I could I could tell you like, say the people that I wholesale to mm. who went down the online route because they never stopped. They never stopped ordering from me during COVID. Mm-hmm. But then there was other places that closed. So I yeah. was like, right. Okay. And like one of my best customers closed. So I was like, how am I going to fill this hole? How oh, am yeah. I going to fill this hole? So like madness in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a shutdown, I went off to find some place to rent and it worked out and I'm lucky. And I'm really, really lucky that I'd support at home to do it. Even when I went, like I, I was really lucky with the landlord, you know, they just were kind of like, are you sure now? You know, mm. but I was really lucky with them. And it was kind of like a wing and a prayer. Yes. And the shutdown finished and I, I remember my first customer like you know it was just and the state of the place when I first went in there like you know you just don't realize you think you're going to move in and just put things on the shelf but you don't you forget like that the boxes you brought the stuff into are going to be in your way the mm. space was tiny so I had recycling coming out my ears I've since bought a high ace and it's mainly for carrying my recycling <laughs> the recycling the mess and people were like isn't this place beautiful and I was covered in dust wearing a mask looking like, I don't know, something that had come out of a mine, going, do you think it's beautiful? Like, really? You think it's beautiful? But like, people were so kind and so supportive. But I opened that shop because I had to, not because I wanted to. So it's because, was it because of the, in terms of that you were saying that I had, you had to open it because of the pandemic, was it because your online sales weren't as strong as you had My online them. sales were amazing. Mm-hmm. My online sales, because I never really got very many online sales because right. everybody else was selling the stuff. So my online sales went up hugely and I will be forever grateful to the web developer, like anybody that listened to me, because when, you, when you're when you not very technical, you yeah. kind of come up with language that doesn't actually really exist. But anyway, it was translated into, into a, a thing that went out there and I was able to get orders online so my online orders they got they were really really good they went up I'd say anybody that has got an, a website you know got really lucky and like like I, I, well I'll come back to my online orders in a second no some of my premises that I wholesale to you see because I was only wholesaling at the time saying I was wholesaling to 25 I needed the 25 to be doing their monthly six weekly order mm-hmm. to keep everything up mm-hmm. but some of them closed okay so while others were keeping up monthly six weekly I was left with this with a hole and then it was kind of like the anxiety of like are they ever going to open again Mm -hmm. when they do open will they reorient their business which many of them have done and that's fine now because I'm responsible for me because I've got my own shop Mm -hmm. so like if I could get my own retail it was going to be much much better because I make the full markup myself yes you know it's it's just a very different and even going up to work in the morning is a huge different headspace yeah I go out to work in the morning I come home in the evening some of the days that I'm, you know, here doing admin, but it's just great to leave the house and to have the space where you go to work and you talk to people and you meet people. So that's the shop. So in some of the places, 
just weren't opening or able to give me a date when they would reopen. I just had to be the boss of me and mm-hmm. do something. So mm-hmm. my something was I opened the shop. My online sales went really, really well. Okay. And like my retail online sales and some of them were beautiful stories. You'd get a message to because I you know, was saying to everybody, if you want me to send it, you'll buy it from me and I'll send it to see. Mm-hmm. But you want to write them a message. So I'll just handwrite a postcard from Inchidani, from you to them. And some of the messages were like, you know, remembering happy days we had in Inchidani. And then other people like, God, remember your wedding. And sorry, your wedding was postponed. But then for other people, people passed away Mm. and they wanted me to send a candle. So I was like going through this huge amount of emotions writing these letters. And it was just so, you know, I mean... You'd be worried that people wouldn't come back into the shops and get that human connection because yeah. online sales took off so much. But then there was this extreme human connection for many people that yes. purchased online. They weren't just buying vacuous clothes because they had nothing else to do with their money. Some people were genuinely sending a beautiful message from Inchidani Beach or, you know, from someplace that they had a special message to. So I'd be writing these letters for people kind of going, oh, my good God almighty. And some of them were joyous and some of them weren't, but it was this absolute roller coaster. And it was what everybody was going through, I suppose. Or or even just the simple ones thinking of you. Like it was nice that people were thinking of other people at a time when we were all thinking far too much. Yeah, I know. That's it. So like really COVID gave birth to your shop, which... Is, is quite unusual in the circumstances. Absolutely. It, That's exactly it. It was COVID. I yeah. mean, I suppose some people, but you saw that. I think a number of business actually ended up being born out of necessity, mm. but through COVID. And, you know, I remember that entire Late Late Show that was yes, that was dedicated to businesses that were born out, like the, the, the sheds in the garden that people are now calling second homes. Mm, like mm. this sort of thing, you know, the, You'd be like, who would want to spend money on that? But actually, it's a real thing. People need to spend money on that. Yeah, Things needed to to happen, I suppose. And a lot of them happened during COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, the, what else, what else came out? There was gift box companies, corporate companies, like, you know, that were sending boxes to their employees and Mm. stuff. A number of people contacted me about that, wanting to know that instead of, like, they didn't have a shop. So this was new for me. They didn't have a shop, but they wanted to buy a few hundred candles okay. to put into boxes to send to their employees. They'd have been bigger oh, yes. companies. Mm. So they wanted to send care packages to everybody that was working at home. So would I provide candles? You know, They wanted to buy them wholesale, mm. but they were buying them in such volume because they were going to send them to all of their all of their employees and stuff. And there was... Like a place called Box of Smiles. I don't know if you heard of them, but they won a prize on the Late Late Show and they brought my candle onto the Late Late Show. With okay. Them. Oh. And they made a hamper, a bunch of Irish stuff in a box, based on, I think, 50 quid, and they'd post it around the country for you. Okay. But they just got the sponge of stuff. So Inchidani Candles is one of them. And when they went on to the Late Late, they won the competition that night of like the most innovative thing. But on the night that the product was on the Late Late Show, I don't watch the Late Late Show. Mm. So I was sitting at home and my phone started vibrating. I was like, Jesus, someone's dead. Oh my God, what's this now? Because like there was all of these messages on my phone. It was orders. <gasps> Literally, if you get something onto the late, late show, <laughs> there was orders coming in. And I was like, what's going on? And next thing, who was it? Was it Miss O'Neill from school or something? Texted and was like, yeah. the Kendall's on the late, late show. <laughs> we watched it then on plus one because I'd be that vain. There it was, lo and behold, <laughs> all of these orders came through because people were like, we didn't know there was Kendall's in Inchidani. You're like, you're not on Facebook, you're not on Instagram. Have you not heard me talking on Cork Creative? How could you not know? <laughs> but, you know, this sort of, this it, this thing happened and it was fantastic. And that was another sort of, I suppose, revenue stream. It was badly yeah. needed. Great. That, so that was it. That was the Late Late Show. And so, and my shop, absolutely as a result of COVID. And I'm very lucky, actually. I'm very lucky 
like it's an if one positive was t- I would never have done it I would have tried to go down the route where I was just producing for other people yes and it's you know you you don't the money is not producing for other people the mm. money is selling it yourself yeah exactly yeah because you can make do the markup yourself and all you that can do yeah. the markup yeah. yourself and I mean the book works the same like my, my vat returns my everything are an absolute nightmare but but it's the same to do it for the shop as it is to do it for yeah. a wholesale business so it wasn't twice as much work because it was, you know, the paperwork will always be there. So yeah. it's not that it's twice as much work, but yeah, I'm very lucky. So you have that extra element now because of COVID. I think that's what happened with a lot of businesses. They maybe hadn't planned to do a certain yeah. thing or had put it off for a while. COVID came and it just pushed everything. Yeah, exactly. Forward. Sink or swim there. Yeah. I, my website had to be sort of brought up to scratch. I became an employer. I, I hadn't been an employer before that. I was just doing it myself. And I very much didn't want to be an employer because mm. you have to live report to the revenue wages. Like All of these things just seem like something insane that you'd have to do but actually you know I've got this wonderful supportive local lady who's my accountant and she sorts out the payroll she's just like she was like no 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 this shouldn't be what holds you back but for me I was thinking I can't add up any more numbers (laughs) I can't but it's not my job to sort out you know the wages it's not it's not your job the rent only has to be paid once a month so don't think about it the rest of the month yeah you know if like I suppose it's easy to say if you can make the rent but you know what I'm saying it's like I used to just be like there'll be so much to do but there really isn't because you there's people to help and there's there's professional services there that will do things for you. Mm-hmm. So you get on with the happy business of making candles and let somebody else sort out the other things around you. And even being an employer, my my employees, they're my friends. I'm stone mad about them. Yeah. They're so brilliant. And like they do things of their own initiative. And for me, because I'd worked so long by myself, I'd be like, how did you even know to do that? Yeah. They're like, because everybody knows how to sweep the floor. <laughs> do you know? And I'd be like, that's... That's but it's so great of somebody else to help you. Yeah, I'm literally like it's like, wow, somebody else put the candles on the shelf. Somebody else because everything becomes your job. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, when it's not your job, you're just sitting there eating bonbons, looking at them. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you're a great boss, Louise. <laughs> oh God, help us! I don't know. God love them. <laughs> and you were you were talking there earlier about your. The, the selection of products that you have, like from the soaps to the scented jar, mm. jar liners and the prettiest hand sanitizer I've ever seen. And there's not many nice, pretty hand sanitizers. Hand sanitizers, <laughs> I know. And it's mad. That, what a world we live in that I people know. come in, they're like, it's my favorite hand sanitizer. And I'm like, my favorite one. No, we used to have favorite perfumes. Now we have favorite hand sanitizers. The smell is the smell, but it's, it yeah. comes in such a pretty bottle, to be fair. It's a pretty bottle. <laughs> and there's aloe vera in it. So it helps oh, the old yes. cuticles a little bit better because mm. it's just, yeah, we're all, we're all tormented from hand sanitizer. Do you hope to continue to broaden the range or? I don't know because like I might be at maximum capacity just before Christmas, saying about November, I made room list and it's absolutely beautiful, but I barely had time to get it out into the world. I mean, people that knew it was there bought it. Mm-hmm. It's getting, it's all natural. It's, um, especially if you have pets, it only comes in lemongrass or lavender. It's, you know, essential oils because things can get stuffy. Sometimes you want to refresh a room. We've all gotten dogs mm. and cats and creatures since this COVID happened. And when they're wet, it's it's quite the scent, quite the aroma around the building. Mm. So, if you, you know, so lavender is really, really great to try. And not only does it kind of like apparently sanitize, it also cuts through that smell and stuff. So I made room mist and it's great and it's gone well, but like, it's just trying to keep on top of everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's trying to keep on top of it. So I suppose 
because it might be because I, I did it in November that I just felt I wasn't giving it the attention it deserved online mm-hmm. or anything because I was so busy with everything else. So I don't know. I mean, at Christmas, there's bath bombs as well. And mm-hmm. there's these wax melts that I did last year because people used to ask me for wax melts. And they go really, really well. But the funny thing about wax melts is that like, when you make a candle, you put it into one container and it only takes up a tiny bit of room. Mm-hmm. When you make wax melts, there's about 20 in a box. So it's like a mold for chocolate. So mm-hmm. the amount of space, there's just wax melts everywhere. And then when you pop them out of the mold, I might only have 20 boxes and it's taken ages and it's taken up so much space yeah. in my head and space on my counter. It's just to try and keep on top of everything. Yeah. I don't know if there'll be many more things, but then again, that's because I've had Christmas and I was trying to keep on top of it. Mm. By the time I reopen and if nobody's coming into me until Easter, I'll be like, well, what will I make now? come up with something then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come up with something then. Yeah. So I suppose it's just a natural process. You'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, there'd be anything even beyond the soap, but then COVID happened. So the sanitizer and then liquid soap, because I really like Castile soap myself. Mm. And then I was like, well, a bit of body lotion though, because the old cuticles are wrecked. And then my cousin got married and she asked me to do wedding favors of mini hand sanitizers. Yeah. And when I had them made, I was like, aren't they lovely? No, I sell them in the shop. They're nice. So then they started to get sold in the shop and then people looking for wax melts. The drawer liners, my mother was always looking for drawer liners. Oh, can you make a drawer liners? Do drawer liners. My mother wanted a gardenia candle. A third of the shop is because my mother wanted um, <laughs> gardenia candles and this, that and the other. And then she'd be like, hmm, I don't know, no, I might be gone off then. Um, so your what? mother is part of her inspiration, so... <laughs> My mother was adamant that the Virgin Mary shell wasn't right the first few times in the iteration of the Virgin Mary shells. Then she was sending me up with Virgin Mary shells. But anyway, I'm delighted with what it is. I suppose sometimes ideas are better than being perfect. And Nina's Mm. very much perfection. Like she got got it all so right. I'd have been like, Jesus, look, it's grand. We'll move on. We'll come back to it. But you don't come back to it. You kind of get the one chance. So it's really good of my mother going, no, that doesn't look a bit like one. And then that looks too religious. You know what I mean? Like we also <laughs> need a grotto on a shell. You know, like it needs to be that whole, the coveted and the beautiful Virgin Mary shell that, is it Holy Mary or is it not? Yes. Yeah. Is it a, is it a sea potato or is it the Virgin Mary? So, you know, you kind of keep the mystery. It, it is what you believe it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, you know, like it just had to be true to itself. So you needed, whereas I was kind of the end going, this will do fine. Or even when we label stuff and I, Live with somebody who's really, really detail oriented as well. And mm. if the label's on crooked, it's like, you can't sell that. I'm like, Jesus, you can't, nobody'll see it. It's like, it's all they'll see. It's all everybody sees, but you. <laughs> I just want it done. I want it out of my way. And that's the thing when you get employees, then like you just realize that, like they really have strengths that like they're, yeah, they just have strengths and they love doing things that I hate doing. And then, you know, and then when they're not scared of you anymore, after a few weeks, they're kind of like, oh God, I hate this. And I'm like, I don't mind that at all. I'll do that because I don't mind doing that at all. Like yeah. I, but if, if you, know, I'll do X, if you'll do Y, because it's kind of worked out really, really well. Because when you had to do X and you had to do Y, it just seemed that there was always something, something in front of you. Yeah. You'd never appear and something was done as if by magical. Whereas now sometimes I come in and I'm like, oh my God, that's done. Who did that? So that is brilliant. You all work to each other's strengths so as such. I suppose, well, I, I, they work to my strengths, maybe I don't know. I, I hopefully we do. I think so. I like, I, I really, really enjoy working with others and, and they've got great ideas too. Great. They do. Yeah. And out of all your products, which one is your favourite? God, I love an ocean candle. I do love the old, even though I literally I'm here looking out at the sea here. Mm. I love an ocean candle. 
ocean candles and I do like the soap as well, but I'd say, oh, if I had to pick one thing, my desert island discs, if I had to think, pick one thing, it would be an ocean candle. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's your baby soap. That's it. Well, the lemongrass and ginger is probably almost the better seller, but and I like that one too, but I know there's something very clean, clears the sinuses when you take a good snoof of an ocean candle. It's very salty, like it's very like on wet days in Inchidani, which would have been, I suppose, what we loved the most mm. because they'd been nobody around on a wet day. Now, the COVID, you can't wet dry any day there's a million people yes. but when we were younger so when it, when it rained it was way more saltier mm. and it, like it was gray forever it was gray and then the sea was gray and the sky was gray and the rocks were gray and it was all gray and there was this kind of like beautiful just really salty smell and those were just great days i mean all days are great days but like they were just great days or whatever you're you go back to being small to watching action station saturday on the television and to this wet you know, like just being really young mm-hmm. and just this salty, salty smell. So yeah, ocean candles. You were talking there about your employees there, that they're obviously a great sport to you. Are there any groups in Cork that you find particularly helpful? Listen, I'd say they think I stalk them. Well, I don't. I just talk about them all the time. Local enterprise office. Yeah. Local enterprise office. Local enterprise office. I, I can't tell people enough. It should be your first project to call. When I was asked at the end of doing my start your own business course, did I have any, you know, suggestions? I was like to run it again immediately for me because there was so much <laughs> in it is. that you'd missed stuff. Mm. And the day that we did that, I was nearly horizontal. Like they were, well, I'm nearly vertical. I was, nearly, I was just cracking up because I was like, there's so much in this. And they were like, no, no, you, you'll get it. And I suppose you do, yeah. but it'd be great to do a refresher course with them. And also, I mean, beyond anything that they learned me, as I was sitting up in Fern Hill having fabulous lunches. I mean, the thing is that you get your lunch and everything. And it's because they don't want you to leave the premises because it's that intense that you've got 45 minutes for lunch and they'll tell you to get up and get back into the room. But it's just, it's, an, it's such an incredible resource. Yes. Like it's such an incredible resource. It's not expensive to do. They give you this big folder of carry on that you've got to do like workbooks and mm. stuff while you're there. You do a business plan while you're there. There was about 20 of us in the room and people were really supportive because we were all kind of doing the same mm-hmm. thing. So people were a bit cagey about what they wanted to do like week one and next thing, like we had each other, we knew the color of each other's underwear. <laughs> we were, you know, kind of telling each other all sorts of things and what would be the impediment to that and what, you know, so it was a really, really good supportive thing to do. It really, really was, but I suppose it, it should be up to us and it was up to us to meet up again after mm-hmm. that. But I immediately started at work and I never met up with the others, mm-hmm. so I don't know what happened to them. But it was such a brilliant, brilliant thing to do. So it was quite focused and just gave you that, I suppose, Huge. It was every sense. Wednesday. It was Wednesdays for four weeks, I think. And it was like nine o'clock till six o'clock. And you had this lunch for Hill Gibbs, a gorgeous mm-hmm. lunch that was part of the package. Tea and biscuits, like the biscuits, uh, like them too. No, it was just that it was extremely full on. But and, and they kept you corralled for the entire day. Mm-hmm. And it was so much information, but it was also so much support. And you came out fairly knowing if it was going to work yeah. or not. And they gave me advice and a grant when I was getting my website done. And I haven't gone back into them, but I'd actually always feel that I should go back into them the whole time just to say <laughs> thanks all the time. <laughs> but I suppose I've been doing this, I'd say four years I've had Inchidani candles. Yeah. Two, I suppose, have been COVID. But like, I absolutely want to touch base with them again Make it everybody's first point of call. If you ever think about anything about opening a business, make a beeline for the local enterprise office. They're brilliant. Good bit of advice there. So practical advice. Yeah. And what are your biggest challenges? So do you think? My own lack of organization. 
like I would have had it in school, I'd have always kind of had it. Yeah. But it's, I suppose, as I become more responsible for more things and get more customers and employees, it's like trying to keep a handle, you know, because they have to be paid on yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just, that's just a response. So I can't say, Jesus, I forgot, I'll do it on Tuesday. <laughs> hopefully, it, and I said this as well, actually, when I called to my accountant, it was like, hopefully this year I'll move into a realm where I'll go to work for one day and be in the office and do an awful lot of admin and stuff. And I will have reached a point where I can pay somebody to be in the shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as it currently stands, I'm trying to do both things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's like, that will probably, that's sort of the next goal would be that like, I can calmly do administration work as opposed to run around with post-its and writing lists of things to do. But importantly, what needs to be done is the rent needs to be paid on X day. Yeah. The employees need to be paid. You know, like there's things that have to do that, that can't be on my schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. And because I'm so used to being over my own schedule and being so dis- fairly disorganized, bits of paper collections everywhere you look, everywhere you look. And, you know, like sort of now people will ask me for paperwork and I'm like, oh God, really? I needed to keep that? <laughs> so now that's in a box. Yeah. Organizational skills. So that's a challenge for me. I suppose the next challenge, I suppose where COVID's going to throw us. Mm. But I mean, so far it's been all ducking and diving and things mm. have worked out. Clonacilty is great to support people. It's great to support its own. Mm. It will be brilliant for Clon to get back into the way that, you know, we have festivals and mm. we have, when the summer was very busy, but you know, those pockets of like, the, I, we've been involved in the band championships for years. Mm. I just love those festivals that used to bring that swell to town. Yeah. And that the drop-off and the swell and the drop-off. Mm. I suppose that's a challenge that like, Will those things come back? I really hope they do. Oh gosh, I hope. And a bit do. like running the marathon, I will be the I will volunteer to help there with that. But if you know, it's it's keeping keeping this go keeping the town alive when keeping our main street alive really, and yeah. when the sort of when people return to foreign holidays, will the shift be that people will start coming back here? Mm. You know, like it's just it's all been a weird time like and you know, they're just today we're saying that they're expecting that you know uh, traffic out of Dublin airport would be at 80% of pre-pandemic levels I'm like don't go anywhere come down and buy candles from me <laughs> so exactly so if they're going to be heading off on holidays well hopefully everybody will remember to come here yeah. but it's just that sort of weirdness of what's what's going to happen next with this I really hope the COVID has played out like I was telling you I had it, it I'm lucky it was mild but so many people I knew had it it wasn't kind of like oh, that person has it it was like so many people had it at Christmas. Mm. I'm no epidemiologist. I, you know, I don't know much about, I didn't even do science for the leaving cert. However, I hope that like we're coming to the end of all of this and that we can return to some sort of norm. I don't even want to be normal. I was never normal. Mm. Like we can return to exceptional times. Exactly. I suppose the, cha- yeah. the challenge though is the unknown. Just, we just it's the don't unknown. know. Mm. And I suppose when you're self-employed, there's always unknown, but this, yeah, the unknown. Which piece of technology or software can you not live without? My phone. My fo- It's a nightmare because I actually do all my emails on my phone, oh, yeah. my phone calls on my phone. If I had my time again, I don't know if I'd have a smartphone because you're always on. But now, like, you're almost anxious if you're not with your phone. But my emails, my ordering. I mean, I could wake up early, early in the morning and go, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I forgot to order that. <laughs> or on my phone, I check my bank to make sure that I've been paid mm. to send stuff. My phone has got a WooCommerce app. So if I get an internet order, it goes ping. Mm, mm, That's mm. why that night that I thought that people were dead because <laughs> my phone was going ping. But like everything comes through on my phone. So yeah. on one hand, it's brilliant that it's always with me. But say you've taken a day off and you're in Cork and you get seven orders and you're like, Jesus, we should nearly go home a bit early. You're and I start out these because yeah. they'd be hanging over me tomorrow. And I, because of my disorganization, I always think that I might forget to do this tomorrow. 
how will you forget to do it tomorrow? It's your job to do it tomorrow. Whereas I'm always just like, Jesus, could you imagine if I forgot? God, clean out of my head. It's on my mind now, so I should do it now. The curse and the wonder of the mobile phone. It's like your personal assistant, but it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. A personal assistant, but also somebody that's screaming at you all the time. (laughs) An angry personal assistant. And outside of getting, I suppose, more organized, what are your plans for for next year? Okay, I suppose, um, like, well, as COVID dies away, my shop's going to become more of a shop than it is a shield inside a door (laughs) with product behind it. So I'm going to try and, you know, sort of just make it prettier, prettier up that space. Mm -hmm. And hopefully sort of enjoy it because I've only had it a year. For six of that 12 months, it was a closed space Mm. because we were in lockdown last year. So I kind of didn't enjoy it because I wasn't really in there. And then I reopened for the summer and it was busy. Then you spend October and November going, where is everybody? Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Like, I don't have any happy run at it. Do Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or kind of consistent run at it. Or like, it's all been peaks and valleys and jerks and motions. And then December came and the 8th of December was that storm, Barra. Oh, yeah. And you know, you'd be like, well, it's gonna, it's all going to start on the 8th of December. The next thing, the 8th of December didn't happen at all. I and know. you're like, but it did move out the following week yeah. and that was fine. But you know, it's sort of like, you just find yourself, you're, yeah, you're at the behest of the weather, yeah. behest of the whims, mm, mm, mm. arrows of outrageous fortune. So you're just the whole time sort of waiting, like knee-jerk reactions to things. So what I'm hoping to do is kind of like be a bit more, enjoy it a bit more, Mm -hmm. realize I have the space, I'm staying, you know, I'm going to be a retailer. It wasn't, you know, lots of people ask me, is this temporary? I'm like, no, no, I don't (laughs) think it is. I'm not, no, it is not temporary. I'm telling you now, it's not, I'm going to keep on doing this. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy it a bit more, become more of a shop, get more organized, (laughs) get more organized, stack stuff on the shelf. That sounds like a plan, a good plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. Yeah, that's the plan. And what piece of advice would you give to yourself if you're starting out again? What piece of advice would I give to myself if I was starting out again? When you become self-employed, and I think and I, I think people think that they're going to be self-employed and they're going to be the boss of their own time. You're not. Mm-hmm. And to realize that more, you're not the boss of your own time. It ain't by any means a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. No. I can take nine to five off tomorrow if I want to. Mm-hmm. But at midnight, the following night, I might be putting in orders to get soy wax. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not nine to five. And then that's me and my disorganization. But then you want a candle and you've forgotten to buy one. So would you mind awfully coming up to town? And I don't mind awfully coming up to town mm. to open the shop. And I'll, do, like, I'll gladly do that. But your time is not your, uh, yours as much as you thought it would be. Yes, okay. And you can always say no. But you don't say no. no. I mean, again, small community, you'd hope that someone would, you know, give you a hand if you mm. needed it. But, you know, it's just the phone will ring and you'll answer it. And then God knows what's at the other end of that phone. <laughs> Yesterday, we're sitting at home here and I'm not telling you, an articulator, we live in a one-way road, right? Yeah. An articulated truck was coming up. So our neighbours got to him before I did because we wouldn't even have seen him. And my neighbour, adorable, he phoned and was like, there's a fellow here with an articulated truck and a delivery for you. And I going up to I your actually, house. Yeah. In an articulated truck where there's a one way drive. And I was like, and delivery for me. I'd come down to him. So of course in Crocs, you know, the way you don't get half dressed. It's January. I'm recovering from COVID. I marched down to him anyway. And he's like, I've got a pallet. And I was like, what are you doing down here? Like, what? This um, yesterday was a day off. And he's there with a pallet. And I'm like, but I've got, I can't take a pallet from you. How come it wasn't cotton customs? 
I only paid for this last Tuesday and it's coming from America. What's happening? Like this is a pallet of wax. Oh my God. Nobody told me this was coming. So I said to him, you're going to have to like go and bring it to the shop and I'll meet you at the shop because you can't get this. Art- it never happens like this. They either will walk in with it on one of those trolley hooks. Anyway, I was like, this, this can't happen. <laughs> so he was very kindly. He had to reverse <laughs> out as you can imagine. No lag. So he reverse, reverses out. But then it just meant that our day was spent chasing this articulated truck to get the oh. stuff from him to make sure he'd leave it at the shop because the boxes are 50 pound boxes. <gasps> mm. So it's not like, so when I got to town then, very kindly, because I've got the best neighbours on the street, Atkins, he left it at Atkins because oh. he couldn't round the corner. Okay. But then I'm like, this giant pallet of wax <laughs> it is 500 metres from my front door. <laughs> and am I supposed to walk one by one with this 50 pound boxes but no of course Atkins brought it around on their forklift and they left it outside the door of the shop but like all of a sudden the day off became chasing down their particular truck but my point is is that he read the billing address not the delivery address uh, it was a simple mistake mm. I'm sure he was cursing me all day because I t- look, took 45 minutes out of his life to try and sort it out yeah <laughs> just your time is never your time yeah exactly and they, like every time you answer the phone you're like oh hello how are you okay right, <laughs> right okay I'll, yeah I'll be up there in a minute <laughs> So that's the thing is that, you know, kind of things get thrown at you the whole time. But good things get thrown at you as well. You know, that, so. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Louise. No problem. Thank you very much. It was really nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on the Quark Creative Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Louise and her products, you can find links to her website and social media on quarkcreative.ie.